What if the way you've been telling your life story reveals the secret to what is holding you back? Stories play an integral part in how we see not only ourselves, but the whole world. Stories are more than just an important part of communication. They also reveal hidden aspects of our inner talk, which can either support us or end up holding us back from the very things we want most in life without us even realizing it. Join author, mindset coach, and award-winning singer-songwriter Carrie Rowan on her show, Look for the Good, every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. when she shares nuggets of wisdom from her internationally best-selling book, Tell a New Story, Five Simple Steps to Release Your Negative Stories and Bring Joy to Your Life. Carrie's powerful stories and compelling guests will empower you to change how you look at your own life while giving you some powerful tools and tips you can use every day to help you feel better and move yourself closer to the life you've been longing to live. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Look for the Good. I'm your host, Carrie Rowan, mindset strategist and coach, and I love sharing nuggets of wisdom about the stories we tell each other, but more importantly, the stories we tell ourselves. So join me and my special guests as we share our personal stories of strength and triumph every week on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. You can listen online on your mobile device, in your car, or even ask Alexa to play Dream Vision 7 Radio. And you can tune in every Monday to get Look for the Good at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern Time to get real stories and tips on how to turn your story and your life around. So evolve with us as we unite humankind with universal love. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode. I have Rosa here in the wings. Hello, Rosa. Hello. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. Thank you for coming on. I love your story. Um, and before I introduce uh, Rosa, I wanted just to mention a little bit about stories. You know, I love stories. My book, you know, Tell a New Story. It's all about the stories we tell ourselves and other people. And stories are so important because they really contain, they're like a little microcosm of our lives, right? They contain so much information about who we are, what our beliefs are, what happened to us in the past, where we want to go. You can learn so much about knowing somebody's story. And that's why I love this work so much. And I love helping clients change those stories because what happens is we get kind of in the habit, right, of telling our stories. And we don't even realize that over time, some of those stories do nothing but disempower us. So I love helping people find those empowering stories you take the ones that are disempowering you and you turn them on their head and you rewrite them and you can come up with a positive story in any situation for any situation. And that's what we're going to talk to Rosa about today. So um, Rosa is, um, she is a five and a half year breast cancer survivor. That's amazing. Who is involved in a lot of community volunteer work for the American Cancer Society. And she raises funds for cancer research through the Greater Gardener Relay for Life event. That is so awesome. Um, she's motivated to help others by telling her own story. And she's also a senior mortgage loan officer and took on the job when she was diagnosed with cancer. Wow. Rosa, again, welcome. So excited to talk about your stories here today. Thank you. Thank you. I am excited to be here. <laughs> Yay. And um, so it's so interesting, this thing about our stories, right? Um and our stories we tell over and over again, and we can all think of somebody in our head that always tells that old story, right? That old stuck story. And I know you were at one of my presentations, you saw me talk about that stuck story, which is like kind of like a groove in the record player. Mm -hmm. And we don't even realize that we're telling these stories that are making us feel worse about the very things that happened in our life that we wish didn't happen. And I know you can totally relate to us to that. And I'd love for you to share with the listeners a little bit about the story. You are a survivor of five and a half years. First of all, congratulations. You are an amazing pillar of strength. Thank you. Thank you. It's a, 
coming up quick on that six year date. Uh, so, you know, um, it's actually this month, six years ago. Oh, it is? Yes. Well, this month, six years ago that I found the lump. So I was diagnosed in November, Mm -hmm. um, cancer free December. So my anniversaries are November and December, but, um, six months after having had a hysterectomy at the age of 38, had, um, I found a lump and was in September sometime around probably these days. And I went to my doctor and told them that I had found a lump and, you know, I had always had cysts in both breasts. So Mm -hmm. they were already monitoring me at a young age with Mm -hmm. mammograms. And I said, you know, I, I found a lump and I need you to, um, see what's going on. And my mammogram came back normal. It was completely normal. The doctor said, I'll see you in three months. And off I went. And, um, I think it was about a few days after my mammogram, the radiologist from the hospital called me and said, your tests were inconclusive. We need you to come back and we need you to have a 3D mammogram and an ultrasound. And it, by this point, it was October, like mid-October, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I immediately knew that something was wrong. Um, I called my doctor's office. They had no idea that the hospital had called me back for really? more time. Yeah. My doctor, you know, he was always really good. He tried telling me, okay, this doesn't mean it's cancer. Always just mm-hmm. keep me positive, right? Yeah. And through my whole journey, as I like to call it, I was positive. Um, I did what I had to do. I just took everything on like head on and just did what I had to do. I listened to all the advice the doctors gave, um, you know, and so what I learned is that the type of cancer I had, lobular breast cancer, they line up like soldiers. So it lines up behind each other. So when it shows on a mammogram, they don't see it because it's behind. So it's back as um a, a a negative you know result for normal mammogram i guess sure. is what we call it and um yeah so then when they did the 3d and the ultrasound uh the the tech had said to me she's like you found a mass i said yeah and you know it was visible it was probably like this big i could i could show it wow um, i raised my right arm you know my <laughs> would revert in so I knew something was wrong and I had said that to the tech when I did my first mammogram I think that's why they called it inconclusive and had me come back um and she was like you know that that mass that you found it is suspicious we need to biopsy it um so off I went to have a biopsy done and Mm -hmm. I went by myself didn't think anything of it um and yeah it was a tough biopsy and I remember the doctor saying you're one tough cookie and I said oh yes I (laughs) I um (laughs) I told that before (laughs) so um, you know, she definitely, uh, I knew it was, I knew at that point that it was cancer because any, tough just knew. Tissue, mm-hmm. yeah, any tough tissue is not, it's not going to be a tough tissue if it's, if it's not right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Typically not. So, um, from that point I knew, and I just waited for the results. Um, and I'll never forget the day. It was a Friday afternoon. I was at Boston Harbor. I had just done a lunch follow foliage tour around the Boston Harbor. Um, when my doctor called me at like four o'clock in the afternoon, telling me that he needed to see me first thing Monday morning and that I had lobular breast cancer. And I felt like he was screaming in my ear. I felt like everyone around me could hear him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all weekend I was just like, well, maybe I misunderstood him. Mm-hmm. And this all came one week after me accepting a new position as a mortgage loan officer with my credit union. 
Wow. Very time to take on a new job. Right? The time, the stress of a new job and the not knowing. And then now you get hit with this news. But, you know, one of the things that stuck out when you and I talked about this before was your mindset, right? Your ability to focus in and try to find the good, which is why, you know, I, I wanted to talk to you so much. And that's so hard to maintain that mindset. What was your secret? What was your trick? How did you keep bringing yourself back to trying to find something good in all of this unexpected and awful news? So my, there's a a couple of things. Um, Positive mind, positive outcomes. It Mm. is something that I've instilled in my head. I heard it once from um, someone I worked with years ago. And it just always stuck with me. Positive mind, positive outcomes. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have to be positive. The other piece to it is I, I mentioned I had a hysterectomy six months prior. As you can imagine, at the age of 38 with no children, having had a hysterectomy, it threw me into a dark place. I mm-hmm. was depressed. And I felt like cancer saved me. Cancer wow. made me want to live. It made me want to fight. It made me realize that I didn't want to be stuck being depressed. I didn't want to be stuck feeling like I didn't want this life that I had. It made me realize I want this life and I want this life to be a good life. And it's crazy, but cancer saved me. I I really, truly think that's why I was so positive. Because to me, I took it as a way of, okay, you were in such a hard place. And now look at you. Like Mm -hmm. it's, fight or flight, right? You have to fight for your life now and nothing else mattered. And so um, I just took it with a grain of salt. A lot of people say to me that the way I handled myself was with grace and um, the amount of friends that tell me that they admire me for the way I handled it is heartwarming. It Mm. melts. I hear someone say that, which is what's made me want to tell my story more. It's made me want to work for um, you know, towards becoming a motivational speaker, telling more people. Um, I go to Dana-Farber and I actually am going to become part of a program that they have there where you can mentor a newly diagnosed um, cancer patient. Mm-hmm. And I want to get into that. It's a volunteer thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, I wish I had that when I was going through it, someone else that was there, right? Because the doctors tell you what they want you to hear. They don't mm-hmm. tell you the ugly truth of everything, right? So um, just having someone to talk to would have been really great. So yeah. I definitely want to do that for other women or, you know, anyone. I love that. That You gave me a chill when you said that because that is just so beautiful. You're turning around and giving back, you know, in a hard situation because you've been there. That is going to help so many people because to be able to hear, again, somebody else's story about how they got through it and you're here to tell about it and say, you know, hold their hand really because, yeah, doctors are doing their job, but they have they can't get involved emotionally with all their patients, right? Mm-hmm. But you can be there and show somebody you are living proof. And the fact that you can stand there and say that cancer has saved you is just remarkable. And it's a true testament to who you are and what your mindset is to be able to say that and be able to reflect on it and say, wait a second, you know, maybe this is a blessing in disguise, especially under those, the hardest of situations, of circumstances. And you feel like you have no control, 
right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that like the biggest thing where you feel like all your choices were kind of taken away from you? Yes. Yeah, it definitely was. Um, you know, and when I had to have the hysterectomy, it was because of benign fibroids. Um, pretty 800 grams to be exact is how big my wow. fibroid was. And they had to take it all, you know, the uterus, fallopian tube, cervix, it was just entangled everywhere. It was um, taken over. And the only thing that my doctor left was my ovaries and my cancer is highly estrogen driven. So they wanted to shut down my ovaries. So about a year after I was diagnosed, I had my ovaries removed. And so, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, why don't you freeze eggs and whatnot? So I'm a single, a single woman just trying to A, learn my new job and B, mm-hmm. you know, get through this. And it wasn't on my mind. Um, there are other ways to be a mother if I want to be. So I just absolutely did what I had to do and had the surgery, the oophorectomy to have the ovaries removed. And so, yeah, you know, it, it takes a lot. I think at my five-year point, I ended up, um, realizing that it was affecting me, the emotional and the mental piece of it Mm -hmm. all. Um, I did get diagnosed with PTSD and I just, I took it on. I, you know, started being a trauma coach, um, Mm -hmm. specializes in cancer. I met her at the Virginia Thurston Healing Garden when she was a intern and I see her and great. You know, we did some expressive arts therapy. I've done some therapy with my photo. I love to do photography. So Mm -hmm. therapy, um, and it just helped me get out of that, that stage of anger, Mm -hmm. right? So it was after five years, it was just anger. It was just, that's where I was at. Um, Mm -hmm. and which is, normal, right? That, totally that. understandable. It's, a, it's, you're going through the grief <laughs> stages, right? You were at the anger stage, mm-hmm. completely, completely normal and totally expected. Yeah. But you so, did something about it, right? Like you reached out, you had this amazing PTSD coach that helped you through that. And I love when, you know, people use art and, and, you know, the things that used to give you joy as a kid. Usually we go, co- when we go back to those, we, it can really help to bring us back to ourselves and who we are. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, you know, I had done, I actually have a book. It's called, um, I, I, I did a, a little like Shutterfly book with mm-hmm. an therapist that I had when I was going through treatment and it, I called it, uh, Rosa Morelli's journey through the storm. And it's, mm. I had gone to France in 2016 and I had taken photos of, I had done like dinner on the beach and I had taken Ooh. these photos of this storm across the ocean mm-hmm. where it was literally progressing. And so my photos are like, you could see the storm just going through across the way and then the sunshine at the end. And I used wow. them as a metaphor in my book. Yes. And then I have, I love quotes. It's like a thing. I keep a book of quotes that if I see a quote, I jot it down. Mm-hmm. So I took my favorite quotes, I took those photos and then some photos of me like during radiation when I had to cut my hair off and all this different things. And mm-hmm created this book and that helped me. It was when I was going through radiation and it helped me. Um, and the radiation oh. nurses were great. I was like, I need a photo for my photo book. Can you take a photo of me getting <laughs> radiation? And they were like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that. You're like, you're documenting it again because it helps you, <laughs> but whatever helps us is going to also help somebody else who's going through that same thing, you know, and, and allow them to make their photo book to help them get through it, you know, and document because we can always look back at that point in our lives and, you know, put it on that list, you know, for, I have clients do that where they create this, you call it what you want, you can call it a badass list, you can call it a, 
you know, my incredible feel good folder where you put all your good stuff in there. And that goes in there, right? To remind yourself, hey, I got through this. I can get through anything that happens in life. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. I actually also have a scrapbook that my therapist at the time had me do a scrapbook um, of all the good that happened Mm. in that first year. So I have an entire scrapbook of, okay, yeah, this was a, it was a not so great year going through treatment, but all the great things that happened. And, you know, it's like basketball games that I went to, Mm -hmm. I don't know, movies that I went to see, Sure, like, anything. I just mm-hmm. see and I made a entire scrapbook of the first year of my diagnosis. And I look back at that every now and then. And it's like, wow, that was awesome. It was a great idea. You, yeah, it was a great idea. And hey, I got through all that. And, mm-hmm. and amidst the storm of the pictures that you had, you still always looked for that silver lining. You waited for that sunshine, but you found little pieces of it. You can always see it peaking. It's always up in the sky, right? That quote about the sun's always shining, even if you can't see it behind the clouds. Mm-hmm. And there's always, we can always peek and find a little ray of sun coming in amidst the stuff that we wish wasn't happening in our lives, right? Yeah. Um, One of my favorite quotes of, you know, of, that got me through is, uh, life isn't about waiting for the storm to pass. It's about learning how to dance in the rain. Love it. <laughs> and I actually have videos that my sister has taken of me dancing and being goofy in the rain. I just, it it depicts everything of how I felt with everything I went through. You know, yeah. it's just, okay, you're, you're, what else do you want to hit me with? Come on life. I got, I got, <laughs> like, I'm going to do this. So um, it, yeah. you know, I love that. That's beautiful. You are the epitome of the quote that I love that life is always happening for us, not to us. Right. Um, And you are the epitome of that. And again, we talked about not having control over a lot of that stuff, but you found ways to take control, making the books, using your art, using your photography, hiring somebody to help you through it. And really you took control of the only thing we ever have control over, which is what's going on in here. Right. So don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back. Everybody will be back. I know you're listening and hanging on roses every word here. So don't go anywhere. Stay with us and look for the good. Workers Credit Union empowers members to achieve their dreams at any stage of life. With tailored products and services designed to enrich your financial wellness, Workers Credit Union gives you the tools to succeed, like high-interest checking, savings, and CD accounts. Free online and mobile banking help you budget and pay bills on the go. Financial coaching provides guidance when you need it. We encourage you to look for the good, the workers' way. Visit us online at wcu.com or walk into your local branch. Did you know 73% of employees are considering leaving their jobs and almost half of Americans fear being laid off in the next year? That's a lot of fear and anxiety mulling around the office. In today's environment, employees need easy-to-use tools and strategies they can count on when the atmosphere is making them feel less than productive. To find out about proven ways to help your employees turn their stress into success, go to carryrowan.com and sign up for a free wellness consultation for your company today. Ever notice how your brain automatically focuses on what's wrong in your life? Ever wonder why you find yourself telling the same old story about yourself over and over again? Tune into this high-energy show with author and mindset coach Carrie Rowan to find out how to retrain your brain to look for the good every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. 
Carrie uses powerful storytelling, easy-to-use tools, and inspiring guests to exemplify how a simple shift in perspective can bring miraculous results. Join Carrie on a journey into your own transformation that will leave you feeling inspired, empowered, and ready to find the good every day of your life. Are you tired of feeling stressed and stuck? Did you know that the stories we repeatedly tell can be the very thing that makes us feel worse about our life? In her best-selling book, Tell a New Story, host and author Carrie Rowan shares the five simple steps to release your negative stories and bring joy to your life. This is not your average self-help book. It's a joy to read and it's interactive with QR codes for meditations, original songs, and how-to videos at just the perfect point in the story, which makes transformation easy and at your fingertips. So if you're ready to go from humming a sad song about your situation to finding your voice and whistling a new upbeat tune as you skip along with joy as the new soundtrack of your life, then get yourself a copy of Carrie's highly acclaimed book today. Go to carryrowan.com slash book to get your copy now. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N. Hey, beautiful listeners. Are you tired of the fast-paced life and want an easy way to help you find your calm? Then head over to the new Look for the Good Marketplace. It's chock full of hand-selected books, great classes, calming music, and special readings. All you need to help you move closer to a life you're tickled pink about. Just visit CarrieRowan.com and click on the Marketplace tab to find just the right item to soothe your soul today. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Look for the Good. I'm Carrie Rowan, your host, and we have Rosa here, Rosa Morelli, and we are talking. She's got the most incredible stories to share with us about her story through cancer and how cancer actually saved her, right? And you hear people say that, and you scratch your head, and you go, well, how can that be? And it's all about the mindset that she carries. And we talked a little bit about, when, just before we left on the break, that control factor, right? Like you feel like all your control and your choices are taken away from you. But really, when you peel back the onion, you realize that the only thing you can control and ever do have control over is what we talked about before, what's going on between our two ears. So share with us, how did you stay in that positive mindset and keep looking for what was actually working and what was showing you some positivity throughout your life as you were going through this? So I I leaned on friends and family. I leaned on uh, support networks, <laughs> which, um, you know, I became part of the Virginia Thurston Healing Garden. It's a cancer support system um, place. They do massage therapy, Reiki, Shiatsu, um, in-treatment support groups, mm-hmm. post-treatment support groups, you name it, they have that support. They even do like cancer patient and caregiver supports. Um, I leaned on that. And also, I just, I went to my favorite places, which is the ocean, water. Um, I love to take many trips around New England um, or just anywhere. I I tried to travel when I could, mm-hmm. um, even if, you know, sometimes I would travel and it would, if I traveled by plane, it would take a day or two to gain my energy back. But I, I did it. I didn't stop doing the things I love. I was mm, car cute. with a friend. Yeah, didn't stop doing the things I love. I would jump in a car with a friend and just go take photos of nature. Just mm-hmm. you know, jump in a car with my mom and go take photos of nature. I just rooted myself in and tried to ground myself in what makes me happy. Um, one of the other things that I started doing since I was in treatment was going to this place 
for lunch called Pickety Place in Mason, New Hampshire. Um, it's a set menu. It's uh, from the illustration of Little Red Riding Hood. So it's like the oh. Little Red Riding Hood house. It's, it's uh-huh. an amazing place. I go there once a month. And really? it is, yes. And I have been going once a month since April of 2018. And it is my happy place. It is my something to look forward to once a month, if nothing mm-hmm. else is going on, mm-hmm. or if I've been sick and haven't been feeling good because of treatment or because of medication. Um, and I just, I stuck to that and I've been doing it. I <laughs> love it. <laughs> yes. That place sounds amazing. I want to go there. <laughs> Little Red Riding Hood. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's great. And you have to ask the receptionist at the front. We'll show you the original um, book and go through it with you. It's it's a cute little place. It's a family owned place. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to make reservations, but mm-hmm. it's great. That's lovely. And you, and you go back, what you said was a great piece of advice is to keep doing the things that you love, right? Like, and identifying those. And that's really, that's good self-care. Like I'm always teaching clients because I feel like as we get older in life, we forget the things that we love. We're so busy working and, you know, family obligations or whatever it is that we're doing. And we forget the things that we love. Do you, do you feel like this allowed you to kind of dial in a little bit more and really focus on, Hey, what makes me feel good? What do, what do I love about life? Yeah, it, it did. It, you know, when you go through something like this, cancer changes you. You're never going to be that same person, right? Mm-hmm. And so there was a lot of times where I wished I could have the old Rosa back. Mm-hmm. I wanted that old Rosa with the energy, with the, you know, the, the one that felt younger. The one, I mean, I was thrown into menopause at the age of 38. You know, wow. my body, I had a doctor put it into perspective. He was like, hormonally, your body is 62 years old. And I was like, so is it time to retire soon? Because if <laughs> things were 62, it's time to stop. And he chuckled, <laughs> but it's like, you know, you have to ground yourself, do those things that you always love to do, because it gives you a little piece of that old you, if mm. you will, right? Um, but also it, it helps you learn to love and accept the new you because ch- cancer will change you. There are mm. so many things that are not spoken of and you are not coming out the same person. You are stronger, you are braver, and you are a new you. Um, so holding on to the things that you love to do, it, it, it helped me and it helped ground me mm-hmm. when I felt lost or when I felt angry um, or just sad, you know, um, it almost like mourning the old me, right? Mm-hmm. But everyone goes through it, right? Every woman's going to go through menopause eventually. So we all go through those changes in life. Yeah, It's just, some, you know, some go through it in a different way. Uh, so yeah, definitely. That's beautiful. Yeah. It's like a rebirthing of you. You know what I mean? You know, when you came out, you came out different is what you're, you're, you're changed, but it sounds like in a lot of really great ways, you feel more empowered, more in control over who you are and your outlook on life. Your perspective is so very different, very, very different. I'm sure it's like you've been granted this second chance, right? Yes, definitely. And the things that, you know, I used to let get to me, I'm just like, there are bigger things in life. Like you just have mm. to go and just, you know, yeah. It, it teaches you patience in a different kind of way. Even when mm-hmm. you kind of almost feel like you're losing patience with the process right. that you're going through, you, you gain a different perspective. You gain a new outlook in life and a new, um, like just you thrive differently. You, you're alive. Every day is a blessing. Mm-hmm. I 
love that. You wake up and you're like, you know, yeah, this hurts, this hurts, this is, but I'm, I'm here. Mm. And, you know, I, for the most part, I'm healthy. I remember telling one of my old managers, I was like, I never get sick. I just get cancer, you know, like I just go big or go home. Like I'm healthy. <laughs> right. so other than like what happened to me and what I'm going through, I am a very healthy person. And mm-hmm. for that, that's a blessing. And absolutely. I, you know, I beat this and I came out on the other side. And here I am almost six years cancer free. That's amazing, Rosa. It really is. And it's like, I just love all the things that you're saying. You know, you're able to see your life in a new way. You're, it's like, I, I, I love the analogy of the camera. We're talking about pictures, right? So you, you're taking your lens back so that you can get the wide angle lens. You can get the real big picture of the fact that you are here, that you are living. And I think if, if everybody could just grab onto that perspective a little bit more and learn from what you're saying without having to go through all that, then we will all live better lives. We will all be happier. You know, we've all gone through stuff. We have all been through our own stuff. That's why we have all these stories, right? Mm-hmm. But when we can look back and say, I'm just happy to be alive today. Doesn't have to be perfect. That doesn't have to piss me off anymore. That person doesn't have to annoy me. You know, whatever those things are that have bugged us in the past somehow seem so small, you know? Mm-hmm. Don't sweat the small stuff, right? Don't sweat the small stuff, exactly. <laughs> And I love how you said the patience. It's really patience in a new way. It's almost like um, like like this feeling of of calm, like that, like you're this pillar of strength, and nothing can. You're like this tree that's not going to be blown over. You're just going to bend with the wind now because that's what you've learned, right? It's this mm-hmm. wave of calm that sort of lives inside you. Yes, yeah, I like that analogy. Yeah, I love that. I mean, that's, that's how, how it feels. Yeah, it's like this, but it's a new strength. Your feet are rooted in the ground like a tree, you're able to sway and be more flexible. We were talking about being flexible when we first got on the call. And just to be able to see your life and and have that moment, you know, and and um if you were to give people a little tip, like how can they get that today? They haven't had to go through what you went through, but they want to learn from your story. How do they change their perspective? How do they, you know, flip a new switch um of feeling grateful for their life? You know, you have to look within and just, are you living your best life? Are you fulfilled? You know, um, it, it, it all comes from within. It's not these outside factors that mm-hmm. are happening to us. That's not, we can't let that affect how we feel. Um, and so that mindset, it all comes from within, right? It is here. It's all within you. So you have to choose to to be happy and to focus on the good, right? We talk about look for the good. <laughs> it's, you do. You have to focus on the good. Yeah, maybe a moment might be a bad, but bad times, bad moments, those are just moments. They're one time in a lifetime, right? Yeah. So what outweighs that bad all the good has to outweigh the bad. And you just have to focus on what you have that is good. Focus on what makes you happy and what you 
what you want for yourself. Mm, I love that. It's an inside job. All right, everybody, we're going to break real quick for a note from our sponsor. So don't go anywhere. Be right back with Rosa. Workers Credit Union empowers members to achieve their dreams at any stage of life with tailored products and services designed to enrich your financial wellness. Workers Credit Union gives you the tools to succeed, like high interest checking, savings, and CD accounts. Free online and mobile banking help you budget and pay bills on the go. Financial coaching provides guidance when you need it. We encourage you to look for the good, the workers way. Visit us online at wcu.com or walk into your local branch. Hey, beautiful listeners. Are you tired of the fast-paced life and want an easy way to help you find your calm? Then head over to the new Look for the Good Marketplace. It's chock full of hand-selected books, great classes, calming music, and special readings. All you need to help you move closer to a life you're tickled pink about. Just visit CarrieRowan.com and click on the Marketplace tab to find just the right item to soothe your soul today. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N.com. Are you tired of feeling stressed and stuck? Did you know that the stories we repeatedly tell can be the very thing that makes us feel worse about our life? In her best-selling book, Tell a New Story, host and author Carrie Rowan shares the five simple steps to release your negative stories and bring joy to your life. This is not your average self-help book. It's a joy to read and it's interactive with QR codes for meditations, original songs, and how-to videos at just the perfect point in the story, which makes transformation easy and at your fingertips. So if you're ready to go from humming a sad song about your situation to finding your voice and whistling a new upbeat tune as you skip along with joy as the new soundtrack of your life, then get yourself a copy of Carrie's highly acclaimed book today. Go to carryrowan.com slash book to get your copy now. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N. Are you ready to consistently be in the flow of success? Build an abundant business, easily find your right clients, and feel good inviting them into your community to do business with you? If your answer is yes, then you'll want to listen to Business Success with Human Design with Nancy O'Keefe on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Thursday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Business Success with Human Design is a podcast designed to help you peel back the layers of who you've been taught to be and how you've been told to do business, moving you from overwhelm to a business model that aligns with your authentic self and feels right for you. Come and explore human design for business with Nancy. Did you know 73% of employees are considering leaving their jobs and almost half of Americans fear being laid off in the next year? That's a lot of fear and anxiety mulling around the office. In today's environment, employees need easy-to-use tools and strategies they can count on when the atmosphere is making them feel less than productive. To find out about proven ways to help your employees turn their stress into success, go to carryrowan.com and sign up for a free wellness consultation for your company today. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Look for the Good here with Rosa. We're talking about the most incredible story that she's sharing with us. And we ended off talking about Rosa said how it was an inside job. If I was, if you were to give a tip to people listening to change their perspective, 
it is an inside job. Happiness is an inside job, but we live in this world that is so externally focused, isn't it? We've got our phones and our computers and our cars and all the people we have to tend to. And so I feel like our energy and our focus is always pulled outside of ourselves. What's your secret to bring it back in? Because you know, it's an inside job. (laughs) My secret is I do things self-care. I am huge Mm -hmm. on self-care. Um, if you ask anyone who knows me, how do I spend my birthday, my survivorship anniversary, my cancerversary, I spend it at the spa. I, yeah. <laughs> I am feeling like the outside world is even in and I, I go, I get, even if it's just a scalp massage or a full body massage mm. or full day at the spa or hot tubs, um, mm-hmm so good for you for so many reasons. Like it helps with my um, joint and muscle pain, but it also just helps your mindset. Um, Salt rooms, things like that. I focus on that or I just go for a walk in nature. I love to hike. I love nature. I'll bring my camera with me, take photos of sunsets. Just it's those little things in life that you don't think is going to help, but it does. Watching a sunset either by yourself or with a loved one is nature is so beautiful and it just grounds you. It helps ground you. It helps that internal mood mm-hmm. and it you into a better mood. So that's my tidbit secret of what I do to help I myself. Love it. Um, yeah, I, I love, love it. self-care. It's all about self-care. It's all about self-care. And I love the going to the spa and the salt room and all these things are just really, like you said, bringing us back to ourselves. They're allowing all that stress, we're, we're de-stressing and we're really returning to where our thoughts can be clearer, you know, and we can, again, let all that outside external pull on us and, and, you know, the news and the media, all the things that, you know, are always just screaming for our attention and just go back to what's real. And I 110% agree with you on the nature thing. I tell people that all the time. There's no quicker way to change your mindset than to just go take a walk outside, just get away from your computer drop it all. It's so great because a lot of us work from home Mm -hmm. and just go stand outside, take your shoes off and put your feet in the grass and feel the negative ions from mother earth. Right. It just naturally grounds. Yeah. Even just standing out in the sun for a second. Mm. I sometimes will just go outside and my neighbor will be out there with her kids and I'll just chat with the little ones. I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, I got to go back to work. And they're like, bye, Miss Rosa. I'm like, bye. (laughs) They call me Miss Rosa. Yeah. So I'll just, you know, come back in, but it, it, it's, you know, you have to walk away. And I like how you mentioned that people working from home, Mm -hmm. if, if, either a problem, you know, computer issues or not getting something resolved, or you had a hard phone call or whatnot, just step away, step away for a second. And it just, it helps. And then that next person that you're interacting with, they don't have to feel that, you know, Mm -hmm. negativity or anything that might've come before you got on. Um, it's always important to just walk around. Sometimes my mailbox is probably like a five minute walk from me. I'll mm-hmm. walk up the mailbox and come back. <laughs> Mine is too. My, you had to bring your key and walk down the street, get your mail. Yeah. Same thing. I do that often. You know, even like being home for so many years, working from home, I can run up and to the next flight and switch my laundry and then come back. And in that amount of time, somehow the problem I've got an answer for in my head. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause I've stepped away when you present the mind with a question or a problem, 
and then you go play, so to speak, that's when the mind's actually solving the problem. That's when your subconscious mind is coming up with all these great ideas. That's why if you've ever noticed, you get these great ideas in the shower, right? All the time. (laughs) Or like if you're out for a walk, I used to get song lyrics. I got my whole five-step acronym for my book when I was out for a beautiful walk in nature. So that's when your mind, you have to go back to the play. And that really kind of summarizes what you're saying. You talked about self-care. You got to go back into that play mode because that's what, how your mind solves problems, right? Yeah, it is. It is. It's that, that time to yourself where you just think, and I like how you said that about the shower. I feel like I'm always come up, I come up with everything in the shower, (laughs) driving. It's just like, okay, I got to remember to do this because it's, you know, you come up with all these ideas and then you come out of the shower. You're like, wait, what did I just think about? <laughs> right, you got it. That's the thing. That's why like phones are great. You know, you just like record it in your phone on that little recorder real quick. Yes. Yeah. I always send myself little notes if yes. I'm out for walks and I think of something or even if I'm driving like that little voice to text note mm-hmm. to remember. Note to self. It, yeah. Remember this great idea. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's funny. The other day, I was I was actually thinking. I used to do this a lot when I was in college. Is I would just get in the car and I would just drive and listen to music. I mean, but back then, gas wasn't so expensive. It was a little easier <laughs> yeah. to just get in the car and drive <laughs> for like an hour. Um, right. But you know, I I thought about that the other day, and even if it's a short drive, like just listen to music and just step out mm. of what's going on in the world right now. And just have some time to yourself. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's, it's a huge, it's just a huge, it's a gift you give yourself, right? And it allows you to come back to who you are, remember who you are. You know, and I feel like part of that is really living with intention, right? Like you intend to do all these things, but we never give ourselves time to slow down and do them. Mm-hmm. We intend to go to the gym or we intend to be healthier. Maybe that just means giving yourself 10 minutes or five minutes at a time when you need it most, giving yourself a break is is something I always recommend for people because the go, go, go thing doesn't work. Yeah. You know, the stress thing. Yeah. It just drains you, like you said. And that's what stress does. You know, we're talking about all these good things that you can do. And we all know what it feels like when the stress just accumulates, accumulates, accumulates. And all of a sudden we're just going to burst, right? Because we haven't done anything about it. The same thing is true for the good stuff and people don't realize it. All those good things, that self-care, those things that you keep doing for yourself, they start to accumulate over time. And that's where a positive mindset can come from. It can come from those tiny little things that you do every single day to accumulate the good stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. So you're feeling better. It's those feeling, it's it's focusing on, hey, I want to feel a little better. I'm feeling, it's identifying when you're not so that you can appreciate when you are and do something about it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I like that because it it is you have to step away from that moment because any with anything when you give it time it doesn't feel as stressful mm. or as you know uh, sad or whatever yeah. you're feeling in that moment when you mm-hmm. step away from it you just you, you see a different perspective you yes. allow yourself and that's why sometimes I will walk away from situations and just go for a walk and just think to myself, or I just sit in the house and I 
read a book or I watch, I get hummingbirds here a lot. I love mm-hmm. watching my hummingbirds. They're my spirit animal and I just love watching them. And sometimes I can just sit there and just hold a camera waiting for a hummingbird to come. And it just, something about it soothes me. My sister laughs when I do that, when we're on vacation <laughs> and there's like hummingbirds around and I'm just sitting there patiently and she's like ready to go. And I'm like the most patient person waiting 20 minutes with my camera up <laughs> for that hummingbird to come back and I'm going to get it on video. Um, but you know, it's almost like a meditative thing though. Right. And it's also teaching to be patient and being in that moment and just waiting for something beautiful to come and show that, you know, nature, there's nothing like nature. It's so true. And you said a meditative moment and, you know, I I wrote down here a note to myself is because when you were, you were speaking, it reminded me of you know, giving yourself that time, whether it's going for a walk, some time to cool down if you're upset about something. And that's where we get that muscle. We're working that muscle to respond instead of react. Otherwise, if we go immediately with that emotion, we might regret it later. We're going to just go into our knee-jerk reaction, our knee-jerk patterns. We're going to be triggered. All those yucky things from our subconscious are just going to come up and we're going to react instead of going out for the walk, walking to the mailbox, going up to change the laundry, whatever it is, to give us that space, that meditative moment, so that we can now respond in a better, higher vibe way, a choice, something that we choose instead of something that just comes out of us naturally that's yucky, you know? Correct. (laughs) And, And I love that. I love what you said there about just giving yourself that space just to really dial down and ask ourselves, Hey, what am I feeling now? And then letting that feeling move through us. Cause I think a lot of us just try to shove those feelings down or numb ourselves out with, you know, 20 hours of Netflix a night when really the feeling just wants to be felt and acknowledged. And then it can pass through like the way it was meant to be. Correct. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So the way it's meant to be. I, I like that. Cause that's, that's key. Cause you know, it's you have to sit in things for a moment. And I like how you said um, to not react in a yucky way because, you know, that's there's a saying in Spanish that my mom used to always say, but pretty much it's you are <clears throat> owner of your word and a slave to what you say. Ooh, I, love I that. like that a lot. Wow. Owner to your word and a slave to what you say. Wow. That is something that my mom has always taught me. Um, And I try to live by that. And I try Mm -hmm. to hold off and just take that moment. If something is, you know, I, in everything that I went through, one of the major things that caused a lot of my anger Mm -hmm. is mood swings and uncontrollable. And I remember when I first was diagnosed and I would go to um, other support groups and listen to other cancer patients. And they would say that it was like an out-of-body experience. I was like, that's weird, but it's so true. It happened. Yeah. It is something where I can feel myself getting like danced up and Mm -hmm. my mind is saying, why is this bothering you? This would never bother you before, but it's like this out-of-body experience. Mm -hmm. Learn to just you zip your mouth and you just go for a walk. You don't know why you're getting, you know, and with, with some people with my family, I can just say like, I'm having a moment. I'm feeling overstimulated. I got to go. Like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on right now, but, um, you know, yeah. that was one of the hardest things that I learned to deal with. And 
And I learned to, to just be honest with my loved ones and family and friends and say, hey, if you feel I'm being a certain way, please call me out on it. I mm-hmm. I don't mean to. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, you know, but in, and learning to walk away or learning to yeah. just respond. I love that. It's beautiful. And the patience. I'm going to go back to the patience that you said before. Having the patience for yourself as you are going through this, right? We're learning to, you know, sort of parent ourselves through this because it's a really hard thing to get through. And reminding yourself that it's okay to feel those feelings, I think, is is probably a big piece of it. It is. It is a big piece. And it is one piece that I say to other um, survivors. I've had um, an aunt of mine who says, well, I can't cry. I can't. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I was like, I don't care who tells you that you can't cry. You feel those feelings. Feel the feelings. Mm-hmm. Feel it all. Because that's how you're going to deal with it. You have yeah. to feel the feelings. You have yeah. to feel it. You have to process it. You can't just hold it in. Mm-hmm. That's just not good for you. You have to feel it. Um, it's it's part of it. It's, it's part of moving forward. It's part of healing. And being kind to yourself. And, you know, you say you have to parent yourself through this. Like my one big thing is be kind to yourself, be patient with yourself. Like that's what I had to learn. I had to learn to be patient with myself and to be kind to myself. And if there's one thing that pre-cancer Rosa did not have much of was patience. (laughs) I will definitely say cancer taught me patience. (laughs) You you said that a couple of times and I, and I love that. I just patience for ourselves as we're going through it, as we're feeling things that we might not want to feel. It's just beautiful advice for anybody that needs to get through anything. And I just so appreciate you coming on and sharing from your heart. Your stories are beautiful. You are beautiful. And I just loved being here with you today, Rosa. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. This was a pleasure. Absolutely. And everybody, you can go to the show notes and find out where to find out more about her Relay for Life. I'll put the link on there for you. Um, and just give a shout out if you'd like this. Leave us a review and let us know because we just loved everything Rosa shared with us today. So be well, everybody. And remember, it's never too late to live your best story. Thanks for tuning in to Look for the Good with your host, Carrie Rowan, best-selling author and mindset coach. Join us every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. right here at Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. If you weren't able to catch an episode, no worries. Just visit our website to find all the archived episodes of Look for the Good on demand so you don't miss a thing. And remember, it's never too late to live your best story. For additional resources or to find out about how you can work with Carrie directly, visit CarrieRowan.com for more details. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow.